Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, so you know what that means. It's all new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. It's your boy, the Candyman, a.k.a. Hoochie Daddy Numero Uno, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. What up, what up? It's your boy, the one and only, all caps, no spaces, D, Rev Barber MC. Everybody is singing along to that theme song. Happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. This is the one and only True G. Just call me the QG. So what you gonna do, brother? Are you about to drop a leg? Are you sure? Go ahead. No, stop it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, today and pardon my voice. I spent the weekend at City Field, and uh, yeah, the Mets took care of business. They got the brooms on them bums from Philly. But uh, we are reading your emails at uh, on this Memorial Day edition of the Rap Lab. Uh, before we begin, I just want to give a big birthday shout out to our main guy, the Rev Barber MC. Yeah, I won't, t- I, I, I won't. I won't tell you his age because you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he uh, he just had a birthday yesterday, so uh, happy birthday, bro. Yes, looking, man. Yes, Appreciate happy birthday, that. Rev. And you never get older, you only get better. Yes, sir, man. Shit, the party's just getting better, too, every year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shout-outs to your mans who was uh, grilling them burgers, man. He made a hell of a burger. Oh, Thank you. Yeah, Shout-out to, shout to the cook and shout-out to DJ Howie on the wheels of steel, man. Bumping yes, the sir. Word up. Yeah, since we're at it, since we're at it, making announcements. I'm sorry, fellas. You know, with everything going on, we uh, somber moments. You know, we we haven't addressed it yet, but we want to give our hearts out to all those people out there, all those kids and those teachers in Texas. You know, that uh, that was tragically murdered. The senseless violence is ridiculous. And breaking news: we want to give our heartfelt condolences to the uh, Miller family. Master P's daughter who uh, passed away. She was 29, correct? Yep, yeah. 29. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our condolences, our love to the family. You know, we've had guests on the show from that camp, and, you know, we just want to send our love and our blessings. Much love. Yep. So uh, if you want to email us or hit us up, it's uh, send your questions to raplabpod at gmail.com. Again, that is raplabpod at gmail.com. Uh, or you can hit us on the DM or Instagram, raplabpod Instagram. Uh, our first question comes from Bobby from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He wants to know, and this is a kind of biased, what the fuck type of question, but I'm going to read it anyway. He wants to know, fellas, out of all of uh, out of all of the, he calls us characters. He says, out of all the characters on the podcast, who personally is your favorite to interact with? So I guess we could go around the room. QG, we start with you. Me, Rev, <laughs> T.O. 
<laughs> it's an interesting it's an interesting question uh, uh i mean for me everybody i have something with and i say to say this when it comes to appreciation for conscious rap and samples and jazz you know that's 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 uh to all day you know we have that when it comes to you know the east coast new york and the boom bap and that type of style you know with mob deep and everything like that and the, the personal history from school days that goes that goes to rev all the way especially when you know we you know we wrote raps together and everything and been in ciphers and battles and all that. So we always have that. And of course, Candyman, you and I, we have a whole plethora of stuff that we joke about and go over. So uh, it's a little bit of everything. There's not really any favorites. It's just, you know, there's something with everybody, you know, it's, 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 it's something with everybody. So I enjoy interacting with everybody on the, on the team. about you, Rep? Well, I hope I don't start nothing here, but my favorite interactions definitely between QG and Al. <laughs> Yo, I ain't trying to start nothing, but y'all have like this big brother, little brother relationship. And, you know, we spoke at the party about it, you know, and, I, you know, Al sometimes likes to poke the bear. Sometimes Mr. QG just so he may not be in the mood, you know, but I, I enjoy the uh, the the small little scraps, you know what I'm saying? Because we keep it love, man. At the end of the day, yo, like, yo, we family, man. You know, sometimes we may not agree on certain topics or, you know, just us being human beings and may not want to be, like, kind of poked or bothered or, you know, just, like, the small little jabs and stuff. I know my man Al, you know, gives QG a little shit sometimes. And then, you know, QG, same thing with the whole comeback of the year joint. You know, we get into that another time. But I, I enjoy that. I sit back and I just be dying. I love listening back to the episodes and kind of hearing that. And and it, it's super entertaining for me. I feel like um the listeners um may agree with that, too. We get a, We get a good laugh sometimes out of that. I'm not going to lie. I don't I don't push this man QG's buttons on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I don't think really? Y'all, no. really, really, really. You wanna you wanna you wanna lie you want you wanna you wanna tell a fib <laughs> to the people? I think you enjoy that, man. It's it's like it's like Goku and Vegeta, Felix and Oscar. It's like all the different duos you could think of. Man. Yeah, just go back and forth every single time. That's just what it is with you and I, man. That's why we're giving you some shit in the in um party, you know, <laughs> just returning the favor yeah. to you. But but see, here's my thing, right? Every time that I like something or or have an interest in something, QG will be like, well, what influenced you to like it? What do you mean, what influenced you? It's a fair question. It's a fair question. Why can't you just like something to like it? Because you don't. Something has to influence you in order to go for it, bro. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that you don't admit it. It's like, why do I need to read it? Do you think he flip-flops sometimes, QG? Yes, yes. Yes, he does. Flip-flops? He does it all the time, man. And, 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 and again, prime example, prime example. It goes with our whole thing with wrestling. I'll give you one. And even though this is a hip-hop show, this is just a basic thing. And we can even, we can even go with hip-hop. Like, I remember the, the situation involving Zack Ryder and John Cena. Even though it's a storyline, 
you unfollowed John Cena. You did all this. I said, don't you think you're taking this thing a little too far? It's just a storyline. And then you took it personally. And then all of a sudden, when, when, when you know, you started to like John Cena again, I said, but wait a minute. You hated him not too long ago. It's the same thing with Cody Rhodes. You know, you hated him at AEW, but now he's in WWE. You cheer for him. So I'm like, yo, yo this dude is crazy. Man. Time heals all wounds, sir. Time heals all wounds. Look at you. It's and, and as far as far as hip hop goes, and and Rev Rev alluded to this. Why do you think this guy always loves to bring up that Biggie and Tupac DVD every single time? Why do you think he keeps bringing up the whole thing about the Carter Three and Harlem and all? because he knows where the conversation is going to go, and he knows my disdain for the Carter Three. He knows how I feel about that Tupac and Biggie documentary because of the filmmaker. And as far as Harlem goes, that was only for, you know, the whole thing with Dipset and me not being a Cameron fan. But I've stated, you know, I respect those guys, their contributions and everything. And after the verses with the locks, it was done. But he keeps bringing it up over and over because he knows how the conversation is going to go. So, yeah, he does it on purpose. He does it on purpose. And, and, and I expect it. Same, same as how I get back at him for being a loudmouth schnook and all this other stuff. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not a loudmouth schnook. Yes, you're one of those loud, wild, running mouth people, man. You you just got the gift for gab, dog. That's what you do. It, see, hence the reason why this is my favorite interaction. You <laughs> just you just, just, just call me the Levar Ball of hip hop. Yes. And yeah, kind of. Yes, yes, he is. He is straight up and down. He's the Falkhorn Leghorn, bro. I say, I say, I say all the time. It's always fun to do an Al impression. Oh man! <laughs> wait, wait, people, people, people do impressions of me. Yes, I for sure do it. Yeah, shit, I do. QG does. <laughs> Tio, I don't know if Tio does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tio. All right, I, I gotta. It's great, man. I, I, I gotta hear one of these. Oh, QG, go ahead, bro. You do the best one. <sighs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight on this program, we bring to you the best three hours of wrestling action, World Championship Wrestling, where the big boys play and all that other stuff. <laughs> I got one, too. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Master P and C murder don't sound like Tupac. <laughs> they, but they don't. Whoever said they did is wrong. No, they they have that Tupac swing. We spoke. They about do. It. Yes, they do, come bro. On. They went That's <laughs> come on, come on. You know already. Letter to the president. Pac did it first. <laughs> the lyrics are different. Pac did it first. Same they, they, they have the same twang. Like I said, they whole trying to sound like Pac, man. Sometimes. Oh, man, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> love you too, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the next question um, we, we have from Harlem, New York, USA. Glenn wants to know, have you fellas ever tried rap snacks? If so, which flavor is your favorite? I could, I could answer that. Uh, I was privileged to try rap snacks. Uh, a co-worker friend of mine, shout out to Randy, she left the bag of barbecue, honey barbecue chips. 
and it was the notorious B.I.G. on it. And I didn't want to open it in the beginning because, oh, man, this is awesome. So but that's the only one I was able to try. She told me Five Below actually has these. So I'm very interested to try more. And I actually looked up to see what other flavors they got. But that's the only one I tried. It was very good. So uh, the Honey Barbecue Notorious B.I.G. on Rap Snacks. I tried it. I unfortunately have not had the privilege and the honor to have any rap snacks, believe it or not. And I'm a huge supporter of hip hop. Like, if I see anything anywhere that pertains to hip hop, it catches my eye. If I could support and do the best I can for, you know, the artists that we talk about on the show or the artists that I like, you know, I, I put my money forward. But unfortunately, man, I've never been to a store where I've seen rap snacks, man. I, I'd buy well, them too. Well, Reverend, let me help you out. Um, what what do you uh, would you would you mind if I run down the chips and you right, decide ahead. which one you would want to try? Hell yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, you got the Rick Ross sweet chili, lemon and pepper. <laughs> you got the Cardi B cheddar barbecue. Damn, that you sounds got- good, but I don't like the artist. But go ahead. <laughs> you got the little baby all in potato. Mm. You you got the Migos sour cream with a dab of ranch chips. Okay. Oh, that's my favorite. You got the little Boosie with the Louisiana heat wavy chips. Mm. You got Al you got Al's favorite, Romeo Miller bar barbequin with my honey chips. Damn. You got the Migos barbequin with my honey with a dab of ranch. You got the little Yachty hot cheese fries. <laughs> And here's here's one. Uh, uh, this is the one I had actually. Excuse me. It was honey jalapeno chips by the Notorious Big. Oh, no, I don't want those. The best uh, art is the freaking worst chips. <laughs> so you got you got little baby again with the cheddar cheese and sour cream. You got the Migos white cheddar. You got the um, Migos white cheddar with a dab of ranch cheese puffs. And that's pretty much all I see here. Damn, that's Migos all got, they got a lot of them. Um, yeah. I, I like I like the Cardi B one and I like the first Migos one you said and yeah. then unfortunately the uh, Romeo Miller one sound pretty good too but yeah those oh oh, oh I got one better than that one guys what that the Master P Honey Barbecue ooh wee wavy oh no 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 thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's your ooh-wee. favorite uh, Al the Money Bag Honey Barbecue ooh wee wavy chips? actually no my favorite is the sour cream uh, with a dab of ranch by the Migos. That sounds good too. Sure. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen them in a store either, but they sell them on Amazon, so I buy them uh, here and there. I've I've had uh, the Migos joint. I've had the uh, the Romeo Miller, obviously, because uh, anything the Miller family does, I will support. And uh, yeah, and I've had the Biggie Jalapeno ones. Not bad. Yeah, those are pretty good. But uh, so support hip hop. Buy the rap snacks. Support the rap snacks. They actually have the soups. Uh, the uh, you've tried them, right, Alfred? The ramen. I've had the ramen. Yeah, you have a favorite? I had a regular Master P joints. Because he has Louisiana hot and spicy. He has the creamy chicken gumbo. He has the beef prime rib. The creamy chicken gu- gumbo is the only one I've ever tried. Sounds pretty good. You know what we need to do? We need to order it and then uh, and review it on camera. It's a great idea. I'm with it. Sounds good. And you could have some uh, ooey lemonade as well. They have a Master P lemonade. 
Well, it's the ooey lemonades, and uh, there's the mango, there's the strawberry, there's the fruit punch, there's the blueberry, and then there's the sweet tea. So, uh, yeah, that's crazy. The strawberry and blueberry sound really good. I ain't gonna lie. They, yeah, they sound really good, man. Shit. I'm o- I'm over here working up my appetite. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, all right. This this next question actually goes hand in hand with this uh, previous question. But um, Taylor from Astoria wants to know: Have we ever eaten at any hip hop themed restaurants? We went to Sweet Chick. Yep, Sweet Chick. Yo, I love Sweet Chick, bro. Sweet Chick was the place. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, them chicken sandwiches are great. Yeah, bro. Even good. the atmosphere, even the bathroom is covered in hip hop posters, bro. Word. Oh man, I saw Raekwon in there. I saw Mark Prodigy in there. was in there. Oh mm-hmm. man, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta go back, guys. Definitely yeah. Go back. Yo, I I I always wanted to go to Sweet Chick for breakfast, bro. I was looking at their uh their breakfast brunch menu a couple of days ago. I want to try that breakfast burrito. Mm. That'd be and, good. Uh, and Naj, you gotta come on, son, because uh you talk about your restaurant in City Field. That ain't a restaurant, fam. That's just a concession stand. Why are you being so hard on it for, for, for actually being there, man? It's there. He's making money. Yeah, but he said my restaurant ain't no restaurant. Yeah, come on. It's, it's, it's the same way that you say Taco Bell is a is a Mexican restaurant. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's a yeah. fast food chain corporation. Where do tacos originate? That's not a Mexican restaurant. Where do burritos come from? And you know that already. Where do burritos? Where do burritos come from? If there was a legit restaurant, why did they team up with Pizza Hut? People make partnerships all the time. They're corporations. Fast we got a par- food we chains, got a par- bro. Hey, we got a partnership with our good friends at Project Codename Wrestling. So. Yes, Talk we have about, a partnership with our friends at Project Codename Wrestling, but that's not real Mexican food. If you want real Mexican food, you got to go to a real Mexican restaurant. You're 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 missing out, bro. If you think that's actual Mexican food, Rev, where do burritos come from, bro? Where do burritos come from? Mexico. Yeah. Does, but does that make Taco Bell a Mexican restaurant? No. <laughs> it's a Mexican fast food restaurant. It's a fast food chain. It's not a restaurant. Bro, I'm pretty sure we went to Mexico tomorrow. We and if you really Black, think, bro. if you really think that Mexico co-signs Taco Bell, <laughs> you got another thing coming, pal. Just, Word. just like, just like Chipotle is a Mexican restaurant. I wouldn't <laughs> say it's a Mexican restaurant. It's good food, but I won't consider it a restaurant. Man, if I want Mexican, I go to mom and pop store. Man, I don't really go to the fast food chains for Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. A real Mexican restaurant where they're back there cooking and chefing up and they got stuff on the menu you can't even pronounce. Word. That's a Mexican restaurant. I I, I know a little Spanish. I can roll my R's. (laughs) Too much ring announcing from WWE and AEW and all them other places that roll the R's. That don't make you sound like you know Spanish. No, no, no. See, I learned how to roll my R's from my days of eating fajitas and burritos. That's not true, man, because you're a big you're a big Jimmy Lennon Jr. fan, so you follow him. Listen, Escuchar. Okay. Roll your R. Shout, shout out to my guy Barry Grant Jr. from all even, because every time we talk baseball and I bring up uh, a closer for the Mets, El Sugar is his nickname, and 
he gets he gets annoyed when I when I when I when I hit the R. Yeah, dog. It <laughs> sounded like you had it sounded like you had a bowl of frosted flakes this morning. Yeah, you got that uh the Blasio Spanish. That Bloomberg <laughs> Spanish rather, sorry. <laughs> Yo, that Bloomberg Spanish is different. <laughs> man. If anyone don't know, just YouTube that man. He used to be the uh the mayor of New York City, right? Oh yeah. The, bo- the Bozo. Uh, anytime he made an announcement and he did it in English and then he had to say it again in Spanish, it was one of the most yeah, funny he was trolling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a we got another email. Uh, this one is actually for To, but he he ain't here. But we'll, we'll read it anyway. Yeah, uh, bro. Marcy from Ohio wants to know why did you guys kick To off the show? So first off, we didn't kick T.O. off the show. Life happened, and he, he said he, he's not even gone. He's just taking a hiatus. I don't know where she came up with the whole thing with kick off the show. That, 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 that's not even in our character. So I don't know where she got that from. Shout out to you, Marcy, but you need to really check that because nobody kicked T.O. off the show. T.O. is on a hiatus. He's handling his business, as he always does. That's our bro. He'll be back, and that's about it. T.O. is a a real rock star, though, because uh, I don't understand how this guy been gone for three weeks and still getting mail. Yeah, sometimes, you know, life happens, man. He got to take care of business, but, you know, small hiatus. He'll come back just like last time. Yeah, T.O. is the the master of the hiatus. He'll, He'll be back, though. He ain't no master, no hiatus, man. He's handling business. He's getting his bread as he should. Yep, very true, very true. So, uh, next question. Uh, Liz from Trenton, New Jersey wants to know, how come you guys don't talk about New Jersey often? Where's Queen Latifah? Where's Redman? And uh, and various others. Um, QG, you wanna you wanna handle this? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Um. Liz from Jersey, that's who sent the email? Yep. Well, Liz, shout out to you for sending an email. If you go back in our archives, you will definitely hear about it. We did the ladies' first episode. Shout out to our special guest, our homegirl, Melina, who joined us. We took time out to show nothing but love to Queen Latifah, all her contributions and everything that she made. We even spoke about Naughty by Nature. We also spoke about Red Man. We embraced Jersey. You know, we may not have dedicated an entire episode to Jersey, but we have mentioned Jersey plenty of times on our show. And um, we got nothing but love for Jersey. We even mentioned The Outsiders. We even mentioned Rod Digger, you know, on the ladies' first episode. So, yeah, you know, we gave it up to Jersey plenty of times. We sprinkled it all over the show. So, you know, if you would like to have a whole episode dedicated to Jersey and just going over Jersey, you know, we may we may do that for you someday. But we have shouted out and given props to all the rappers out in Jersey. Well, Lord, I'll, I'll take it from here. Yeah, you know, Jersey right next door to us in New York. We got love, you know what I mean? It's just uh, I think. There just isn't as many artists from Jersey that as there is New York that like makes, you know, a sufficient amount of noise. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, big up to Redman, of course, like we said, big up Queen Latifah. And I know they got a lot of guys in the battle rap scene, but 
you know, we it's hard to touch, you know, all the states and everyone involved. But, you know, what I'm saying like, like I said, you know, they got to make a little more noise, man. You know, we'll show some love. You know, they y'all are our neighbors, man. It's always love. Yeah, we even shouted out Shaq. Shaq from Jersey. Man, Shaq wouldn't. Shaq, don't get me started on Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq was a rapper. Shaq has plaques. We gave it up yeah. to him in our in our in our rapper uh, athlete episode. He's from Jersey. Yeah, man, and uh, I didn't forget what he said about Kobe. They squashed it and took care of that man to man dog. Still should have never been said. They were, hey man, things happen like that where where where, where you know people you know come together. Then they have a falling out and things are said back and forth, but they handled it as men as they got older and they took care of it. So beefs are squashed. It wasn't even a beef. It was entertainment, you know, and then at the end of the day, they handled it like men and became close again, even up to, you know, the the un, untimely passing of Kobe Bryant. Shaq was very deeply hurt behind that, man. So, you know, they was homeboys and, and the kids know each other now. So, yeah, there was no beef. If you say so, I just remember the freestyle. You can look it up. Look it up. Look it up. That man said. That man said, "Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes." Like, bro, you can go to YouTube right now. You can go to YouTube right now and watch the sit down between Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal, how they were laughing and joking about it, and and settled things. It became brothers again. You can see it yourself. Well, moving on, moving on. Uh, Rich from Harlem wants to uh, writes in. This past weekend, Big L got a street named after him. If you guys could pick any rappers to get streets named after them in any city, who would it be and why? Oh, wow. That's, I love that question. Definitely I Nas. Question. I feel like Nas needs something in Queens. Nas is so synonymous with Queens, you know? Absolutely. Let me, let me ask you a question. Do you feel that if somebody's going to get a street named after them, that person should be deceased? No. No. Because if they were going to rename a street after me, I don't know. It would be kind of kind of spooky. I don't know. Yeah. And then, like, not, not just with rap, but nine times out of ten, like, you ever notice when they rename a street, it's old, the person is usually somebody that died. Yeah, it's unfortunately... Like uh, that's the that's the norm, unfortunately. I know this is a rap show, but like even the even the Mets, they renamed the street. The, the stadium is on the, the, after Tom Seaver, but if Tom Seaver was alive, I don't I don't think they would have renamed the street after him. Even even people that were that were um, murdered by the cops, you know, there's 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 plenty of streets. Uh, named named after them in the neighborhoods and, and stuff like that. So Al, you're right. You know, like it's it's a shame that it has to be that way. I love Eric's pick, Nas. I was staying with the Queens route as well, man. I think LL Cool J should have a street named after him. It could be called James Todd Way or something like that. You know, because he deserves it, being one of the pioneers and one of the people that carried the hood on his back for for years and years. Till this day, he still reps the hood hard. Just like we got Jam Master J-Way out there in Hollis, you know, after he passed. So I think in St. Albans or Farmers Boulevard, they definitely need to put something for L because he's always repping Farmers. He's always repping it hard. So I think he should get one. Yeah, imagine you're cruising uh, you're cruising down Vernon Boulevard and all of a sudden the sign says uh, Nasir Jones Way 
According to Sierra Jones it. Boulevard. I love it. Let him let him get that now. You know, yeah. Love it. Well, if anybody deserves a street named after them, you know the Colonel should get a street named after him. Why not? Where would you where would you put it if you were uh like as far as a direct location, where do you think it should go in, in New Orleans? Well, let's see. He grew up in the Calliope. Uh, I guess you could rename LaSalle Street uh, Percy Robert Miller Sr. Uh, Avenue. That's a good idea. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Yep. And and again, these are people that have contributed something. LL contributes. Master P contributes. Nas contributes. Like, give it to them while they're still here. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's important. Actually. Now that you now that you guys mention it, didn't they give uh Remy Ma a street sign? Yeah. Wow, yeah. Why she wow, yeah. They did. They in, did in the where? Yeah, in the Bronx. I, I remember I remember the when the when the news broke out and they had this whole big thing with uh Fat Joe was there, obviously, Papoose, and yeah, yeah, they did. This was in uh May 16th, I believe they did that. Yeah, they did. No, actually, no, it was the 14th. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was honoring her at, for the Bronx Walk of Fame. She got her own street sign. Well, wouldn't you know, are there any other rappers around? You said Jam Master J, you said Big L, you said Remy Ma, but who, does anybody else have a street renamed after them that we're that we're uh that we're not remembering? Off the top, you know what? You know what? Um there's uh Scott LaRock Boulevard. We got big with the Christopher Wallace way. Uh Rev, isn't there a Wu Tang clan district? Yes, there is. It definitely is. <laughs> we go. Yeah. <laughs> Fife Dog, Fife Dog got, you know, Malik Fife Dog Taylor Way. Um, obviously there's Big Pun Plaza. So Nipsey uh, Hustle. Nipsey yeah, Boys. Yeah. Nipsey, Beastie Boys. Yeah, that's right. Even shout out in a in a in a rest in peace to uh, a legend who uh who who comes from the battle scene, uh Pumpkinhead. Yeah, Bobby yeah. PhD ass way. He has it. He's a well respected man from Brooklyn. Shout out to shout out to PH man. We miss you, brother. He was a good guy. He's he said there's a big pun plaza. Yes. I must go and pay my respects. Just to that one. We'll start with that because you know uh that that video for a hundred percent was amazing. I knew it. I knew it. I, I I knew it. This is why I asked. It all leads back to that one song, 100%. The best song in his catalog. No, it is not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. That's not even his part. You see what I'm saying? We still made it to the top. Oh, my goodness. And we don't stop. We always knew we'd make it. Just because you like the chorus, the that don't make it the best song on the album, bro. Come on, man. He, he, you you act like that don't put energy in you when you hear it. Bro, you can't give me nothing from Capital Punishment. You can't give me nothing from Capital Punishment? I mean, I could, but... You can't. 
You can't. Yeah, my darling, darling baby. That's not even his part. Yo, you see what I'm talking about, Rev? Why, why must we go through this every <laughs> time Big Pun gets brought up? He can't give me super lyrical. He can't give me beware. He can't give me you ain't a killer. My favorite, I mean, besides Tress Leches featuring Inspector Decker Prodigy, my favorite go-to on that joint is the Dream Shatterer. I can listen to that anytime. That's my favorite big pun on record on that on that album. Glamour life, glamour life for me, sir. Glamour life. Can you give me any bars from Glamour Life? You know, I, the song got to be playing for me to rap along. Uh, look at that, look at that, look at that, look at that. Well, well, I'll give you one. Well, on that song, he said, I used to live in the gutter, me and my mother. Now she's 50 years old, pushing the Hummer. He did say that. He did say that. He did. But uh, Capital Punishment is a great album, but 100% is a great song. You just like it because of the hook, that's all. That's not true. Yes, it is. You just did the hook just just now. Yeah, but the beat is fire too. You get out of here with the beat, man. All you're doing is just making fun of fun of people, man. That's it. You 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 can care less about that record, bro. I love that record. Man, get out of here. Always making jokes, bro. Where's T.O. when you need him? He doesn't appreciate. You don't appreciate that song anyway. You just like the way the dude sing the hook, and then when you sing it, you sing it bad. I do not sing it bad. You sing it terrible, bro. That's your opinion. It's a fact. What's your opinion? It's a fact, bro. You make onions cry when you sing. Why you gotta be so harsh? Because you keep playing around. Playing around? Yes. Playing around how? You play around all the time singing these hooks all bad. And and you know this, too. The only person, the only person that actually appreciated it and allowed you to do it, shout out to Fiend, who was a special guest, Mr. International Jones. He he, he gave you a chance to redeem yourself. <laughs> and him being a guest on the show, sure, Tony Sunshine need to come and get you for singing that hook bad, man. Listen, Fiend enjoyed my rendition of his song, okay? Mm, I don't know if enjoyed is the word. He might have been high. <laughs> in the heart of a ghetto boy You got a soldier that's ready to die In the heart of a ghetto boy If you ask him to live He'll probably say why Come on man. Wait, who who uh, who sings that? Fiend sings that Keep it that way Yep, please <laughs> for, yo, the yo, benefit, yo. for the benefit of the show And the audience, please keep it that way <laughs> I'm going to win an award one of these days, okay? For singing? That's part of the... If I, if, listen, if I don't sing, the, the character and the sizzle of the show is gone, okay? You call that sizzle? That's uncooked steak. <laughs> I like my steak medium rare, okay? You a vampire. <laughs> I like it medium rare, too. Oh, no, not you, too, Rev. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> Leave mine on the fire. <laughs> I don't want to taste it. I don't want to taste it. I don't want to taste the grill, sir. Oh man, it's not like that char taste. Mm. Uh, so, so we have another email. This one is for me. This is very, very, very interesting. So, Alexander from Houston wants uh, writes in. I keep hearing the Candyman talk about the beef series of DVDs 
and how QG always has a disdain for them. Recently, I went on YouTube and saw all of the Beeps DVDs that were uploaded, so I've watched Beeps 1 through 4. My question revolves around DMX and K-Solo. Do you really think DMX wrote Spellbound, or is K-Solo just tripping? Oh, no. Here so, may I, take, may I take the wheel on this one? Well, 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 it's your question, but I know exactly where you're going involving DMX and K-Solo, but go ahead. So, first off, K-Solo said some colorful, interesting things in, in that documentary, okay? I'm not going to mention what he said, but he licked his lips when he said it. That's number one. Number two, K-Solo. I don't know if he wrote Spellbound or not, because he took that lie detector test, and he answered every question truthfully, except for, uh, did he write Spellbound? And it came back inconclusive. And you know, lie detector tests, don't, they, they don't lie. That's not true. And the lie detector test administrator was interviewed on camera. Yeah, but th there's 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 tricks to beating a, a polygraph. It's actually been done and been proven. There's ways to actually beat a polygraph. Polygraphs ain't really all that, really. You can, How do you, you beat can it? A, you can pass a polygraph. One, 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 one key component that they teach you is to remain completely calm. You have to have some serious self-control to just sit there and answer these questions and just and just go through them because because it, it's all about nerves that's why in that same beef dvd you saw the guy say he likes to give the person he's administrating the test to coffee to wild them up because you know you know what coffee can do it can give you the jitters so even if you think that you're trying to surpass a test by pretending to not be truthful you just having the, the the jitters and the shakes will will, will you know will kind of trip you up a little bit. So there's tricks and tips. Do you think BMX wrote Spellbound? I think this is a situation where it's a coincidence because Spellbound is just a word. And as far and 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 I'm and I'm happy that 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 this question was asked because who here remembers Godson the album by Nas? Of course, of course, it's one of my favorite albums by Nas. Okay, well, he addressed that situation in a song called "Zone Out" with the Bravehearts, where oh. he was he was spelling out letters, spelling out words, and he was saying it. He was like, "Who originated this style? Was it Solo or X, or was it just Ice, or was it you know Cool Mo D? Was it because that style was done way before?" DMX and Solo even did it. So it was just a style, you know what I mean? And spellbound is just a word. So whether, you know, Solo came out with the with the title and then X came out with it, I'm sure nobody bit off anybody. It was just, it just happened. You know what I mean? There's plenty of times in music where somebody came up with an idea or a concept and then all of a sudden the next go around, somebody else came out before you did or you came out before they did and it would cause a controversy. But it just happens. It's hip hop. It happens. So I don't think there was no question of who originated it because Spellbound is it's a style. That's it. All right. What do you what's your opinion, Rev? I think DMX wrote it. Think so? What makes you what makes you say that? Uh 
Well, not only the lie detector test, but I just feel like he did. I, I, even when I was watching it, I just felt like K Solo was just. I don't want to say clout chasing at the time, but yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't really see K Solo right because when you have a kind of pen where you could write hits like that, you know, you're consistent. K Solo ain't consistent like DMX is. So I gotta go with X. I mean, you have to look at it too at the year that that record came out because when because when X did it, this is this is this is before you know the record deal with Rough Riders and Def Jam. This is when he was cutting his teeth out there, you know, putting in putting in the work. And as far as um, K Solo goes, K Solo was was actually rapping with that style on an EPMD record. It was it was it was on it was it was um it was actually Solo's debut as a member of the hit squad because you know how crews do it guys where they'll bring in somebody brand new and put them on a track with an established artist just to get their name out there. So right. I remember I remember hearing Solo. I didn't I don't think he had the song spellbound, but he had the style where he was spelling out you know words, and then obviously. Um, you know, X came out because Spellbound came out in 1990 for K Solo. He he had that he had that on on the album. You know, on his album, Tell the World My Name. And you know, DMX. What year? What what year was uh, DMX's version? Rev, you remember? Then they say 92. Hmm. Yeah. I I I, I and, and and honestly. It all depends on who you check it for. Just like Candyman says, anybody checking for him. I don't think X even heard Solo's record. Right. And 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 apparently, this you know, record. look how long look how long it took for them to to beef because this is back in the nineties and they was in jail together. Yeah. They battled in jail. That's where this stems from. Well, I think I don't know who wrote it. All I know is that K Solo takes an L because he said some questionable stuff. Oh my lord! How many people say questionable stuff every time? I don't say no questionable stuff, man. Listen, man, you have a grudge against K Solo for that, but you still listen to your mom's in my business in your car. So why are you listening to it if the bad says questionable stuff? Hey, I like K Solo as a rapper, okay? And uh, mm-hmm. that Frankie Beverly and Mace sample makes that song. Before oh I let go, da da. There he goes again. Your mom's in my business. She's in my business. You act like oh, K. You, you act like you act like K. Solo was wasn't putting in work on the song Headbanger. He killed that song. Now you know my guy. Uh, my guy, a uh, red man, had the best verse on Headbanger. It ain't about who had the best verse. K. Solo did his thing. My man. My and man, I know. And I know why you said red man had the best verse too. Why? All because of that one line. No, no, you forget who you talking to. My man, my man, Red Man came in and he said, "Wow, wow!" Like cerebral palsy. That's the only reason why he says Red Man has the best verse, Rev. That's ridiculous. What? Sure. The, the, the one man, line. One line. <laughs> my man came on that so he said, "Wow, wow!" Like cerebral palsy. Yo, that, 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 sound, that sound bite is is classic, bro. Unbelievable, man. This guy. And by the way, the the emailer wrote that you have a disdain for beef. Can you tell the people why? I don't have a disdain. I I don't have a disdain for beef. I just have a disdain when the candy man likes to reference it every single time, like it's a sauce. 
It is because, a choice. But but not only that, and I want to give a big shout out to Cormega, who who said this on one of his albums. He said none of those people got paid for doing that documentary. So 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 they so all he was like he said shout out to QD3, but everybody that was beefing on that DVD was beefing for free. So what you got here is exploitation. He's like, that's Quincy Jones. That's that's Quincy Jones' son. What does he know about beef? So that gave me further details about this whole thing. It had nothing to do with preserving the hip hop culture. It was it was it was getting something out of these guys and just putting it out there. And he kept all the bread from it. So I don't have a disdain for the information. I just have a disdain for how it was conducted. Because people, you get annoyed every people time got, I bring up. People got beat up, lost their lives, and got killed, and all this stuff. And then QD3 got to keep all the money. Don't you see something wrong with that? There is something wrong with that. But at the same time, every time I bring up EPMD, you get upset. You know why? Because you keep talking about the whole thing with Eric Sermon and the chief of police and the rock. You see, you bring up certain parts of that DVD. Just to poke the bear, like Rev said before, because you know the response you're going to get. That's why you do it. What, 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 what response? You know how I'm going to respond to certain stuff that you say from those DVDs. And you bring up the same stuff from the DVDs all the time. Do you realize you don't bring up any other beefs from the DVDs except the same ones over and over and over again? You do that on purpose. Which are? What you mean, which are? Do I work for you? You're paying me. Are you paying me to remember all the stuff that you do, Candyman? I'm not paying you, but this is a conversation. Come on, man. You always bring up KRS and Shane. You always, you never bring, you you hardly bring up the Ice Cube Cypress Hill situation. You you talk about um, the EPMD situation over and over. You bring up Nelly and KRS one over and over and over. So it's like, to answer the fans' question, he just brings up the same stuff over and over and over from each DVD. You don't bring up the situation involving Lil Scrappy and the cops. Why? Because because it's not interesting. You don't bring up. Uh, I don't think you really brought up the Mob Deep True Life incident. There's so many other things that you could touch on from that DVD, but you refuse to do it because you find amusement of the of the beefs that you like to bring up. And uh, let's not forget uh, the Rev's personal favorite. Denying. Oh, you mean the Royce the Royce the five nine D twelve beef? Oh, that, that's another <laughs> one you love to bring up because of that. Just because of that part right there from Trey Little kept saying Denai's name. Bro, that 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 will go down as a as an all time classic. Denai, Denai. Oh man. Oh man. If you if you haven't seen the beef DVD, they're all on YouTube now. They're free. Go watch them and uh, and you get back get back to me on that, people. The subjects weren't bad. It's just the way that the business was conducted. But if you want to know some knowledge and information about certain beefs, definitely watch it. There's a lot of beefs that have, I, I didn't know about the West Side Connection Cypress Hill situation. I knew nothing about it. And I grew up during that era and I, I never knew about it. So that gave me some great insight. And oh, and not to mention the Cool Modi, Busy Bee. You love bringing that up too about the, about the Met food and all that other stuff, man. Come on. Yeah, because we talk about the codgers. Mm-hmm. The codgers. You listen, everybody, everybody gets old sometime, man. That don't make them a codger. 
Listen, I, I tell my mom she's a codger all the time, okay? She should knock you out for that. But, uh, all right, we got we got time for uh, for one more question. And uh, this question is actually very interesting. Um, uh, Dante from Brooklyn wants to know, you guys talk about uh, ranking rappers all the time. When you guys think of the all-time greats and rank them on your greatest of all-time list, what do you incorporate into that list? Is it lyrics? Is it impact? Is it awards? Is it achievements? Albums sold? What do you? What criteria do you guys personally use? I'll take this one. Um, go, go, ref. Definitely consistency. Of course, lyrics. Body of work. Impact. And I have to go with. Um, I think that's it. I think lyric, yeah, lyricism, definitely consistency, body of work, um, all that other stuff. Like you know, when these guys are in the media or like you know, getting into beefs, all that stuff. That that doesn't affect it for me. I like everything like pretty much on wax. Um, I mean, I always feel like like there's ten MCs who are always kind of scrambled. In, in the top five or top three or, or whatever it is, you know, because it's Eminem, uh, Nas, Biggie, Pac, people be throwing Jay-Z in there. You get an occasional, like, you know, KRS, Rakim. So, like, those guys, those caliber MCs are always, like, in, in people's top ten. And there's, there's a reason because those guys I mentioned have lots of bodies of work, consistency. And even guys like J. Cole and Kendrick, they're not up there in, in that because – they're still I don't want to say young in the game, but they still have a long way to go before they get to that. You know, even though Kendrick is pretty deep in the game with five albums. But, you know, you look at somebody like Nas, he got 10 plus albums. Jay-Z, same thing, 10 plus albums. KRS, you know, same thing, you know. Uh, and Biggie and Pac, well, Pac has a, a solid body of work. But like, you know, with Big, it is only a couple of albums. But he was just so impactful to his peers around him. And then, he like, you got to look at, like, the competition he had. He he was against some heavy hitters. You know, Cole, Kendrick, uh, I guess if you would, Drake. It's, it's not many, you know, that, that come after them as far as the 2010s or, two, you know, 2020s. So, so they're not up against, like, high-state competition here. That's why those guys, you know, you could argue, like, oh, what about them? Uh, you got someone like Big there with two albums, like I said. Big had more fierce competition. And then his peers, like, totally respected Big. You know what I mean? Like, with Drake, I don't think he gets, like, the same amount of respect, you know, as far as, like, Big did amongst his peers, you know? Kendrick and J. Cole, like, they get the respect, but it's it's just, they're just not as impactful. Couldn't have said it better. I like that. Yeah. What about you, QG? What do you, what do you look for? Going off with what, what, what Rev said, I agree with everything he said. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with this criteria. Definitely body of work, impact. I like to incorporate some commercial success because that shows achievements. And it's, 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 it's just like championships in any sport. Storytelling, songwriting, rhyme skills. You know, I love technique. And and also performance, you know, I mean, you got to you got to have something about you to spread your wings and show 
that you could touch all different elements and levels to be a goat, you know, and, and to be, to be number one. And competition is a, is, is a good one, you know, like you see a rapper do amazing things. You're just as good. You want to, you want to show that you're better. So when they put out a song, you put out a song. When they put out an album, you put out an album. You let the fans decide on who was better. And, you know, they make you want to step your game up. And just like what Rev was saying with Big, look look what he had to deal with. You had Nas out there. You had Pac out there. You had, you know, um, Jay-Z was, was, you know, was coming in. So Wu-Tang was dominating. So, you know, you need, you need these people to keep you on your toes and sharpen up that steel. So. All those criterias I look for and, and the names we mentioned, you know, you know, they have it. They, you know, they have those things. And I'm, I, I, I lean more towards technique and, and skill and body of work and some, some level of success because it shows what you're doing is reaching the masses. So I'll, I'll put the cap on it like this. So you have to be able to be a lyricist in order for me to, in order for me to rank you, that's that's one. Um, two is impact because, as we know, and has been proven uh, with Nas and Illmatic and uh, Jay Z with Reasonable Doubt, sometimes you release an album and it won't sell till years later. But again, it sells years later. Why? Because people go back, want to discover, and they like what they heard, so they buy it. I gotta put sales in there and. I, I believe my viewpoint is actually pr- pretty interesting on this, right? If you could go gold or platinum, I believe that is a skill because people enjoy your music so much that they want to go buy it. 500,000 people enjoyed your music. A million enjoyed your music. Double platinum, two million, and so on and so forth. And, or, and then you have artists who consistently go gold or platinum. That's a skill. To get, to get to get to get the consumer to to purchase your your product um that's why you know i respect even though you know say what you want about marshall or whatever i do have a respect him because he had a diamond album in his catalog so but uh but yeah so lyrics of course um impact um sales because I, I know how, like, a lot of people that I know personally don't like Drake, but you got to respect what he's accomplished. They don't just give out Grammys to give him out. No, he sells. He has a great fan base. He's success. Same thing with Lil Wayne. He's a success. 50 Cent is a success. You know, these guys, when, you know, Kanye, they, they get the awards, they get the Grammys, they get, they get the prestige. And, you know, there's records. You know, I, I, what I love about that, too, is, is when they chase the bigger numbers, you know, people want to chase, people want to break Michael Jackson's record. They want to break the Beatles records and they have, you know what I mean? You got Jay-Z competing with the Beatles. You got Drake competing with the Beatles. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. They, these are accolades that are put on people's resumes. You know, you, 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 you got to have a healthy, strong resume to be contention, to be ranked and be great. Yeah, I agree. Yes, sir. And I know Rev is not the biggest Jay-Z fan in the world, but, you know, every every album he ever made, including, and me and Rev touched on this last week, including the Linkin Park album, including oh, man. Uh, the R. Kelly albums, all of them have gone platinum. Popularity plays a part, too. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's that that's part of the reason why 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 I I, I understand Rev's reservation with that because it's about the marketing machine. I said this and I still stand by it. The Black Album sold so much because of the retirement promotion and then the fade to black and everything. All that was poured in for the album to sell. It was a classic too. I won't call it a classic. I'll say it's great, but I won't say it's a classic because there's like two, three songs I really don't care for. But the marketing is the reason why that album did what it did. If Jay-Z didn't say he was retiring, if he said that if he didn't do a fade to black tour promoting the entire album, it would not have sold five million. It probably would have went platinum or maybe two, but but to sell five, he had to come up with a scheme, him and his peoples. And it was smart. I'm not knocking him for doing that. But that's the only reason why it sold five. Why do you think why do you think All Eyes on Me sold so much? And this has and this is not taking away from Pac's talent. It's an incredible album. But when but look at look look at the setup, guys. He's out of jail. He's on death row. He's beefing with all these other artists. People want to hear what he has to say. And they and it, and they played off that. That's why I sold. Yeah, they did. Still the greatest double album in the history of double albums, though. It's an opinion. Greatest album of all I, time. Ah, that's an opinion. You don't agree, but you like Pac. Uh, I love Pac, but I don't have to say that All Eyes on Me is the greatest double album. I don't have to agree and say that it's the greatest hip hop album. In my humble opinion, I think the greatest hip-hop album ever made is Illmatic. It's a fair point. Like, when you, break down, when you break down certain reasons there, I mean, we could get into that another day, but there's reasons why people feel that, that the album is the greatest. And now that I have you here, you said the Carter Three is a classic, right? Yeah. Why do you feel that way? Number one, uh, all the enjoyable songs on the album. Number two. Well, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Rev, do you have any enjoyable songs on the Carter Three? Um, Lil Wayne and Carter Three. I'm actually more of a fan of the Carter Two. Mm-hmm. I don't think um the Carter Three is a classic, personally. I know Al's not the only one that thinks the Carter Three is a classic. That's fair. Um, I... I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Mr. Carter was popular. Um, you know, Miss Officer was very uh, commercial. Right. Let the Beat Build was pretty cool. Lollipop was a, a nice, like, you know, like you know, when he first dropped and everything, you know, um, big up Static Major. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, of course, Amelie. It, it, it's a good album. I'd give it like a four out of five mics. Right. Classic, I don't know. Maybe classic for Little Wayne and his right. um catalog. Right. But like for me, it's I'm just really I don't know. I'm not because I'm going with the point of it depends on who you ask. Right, right, exactly, exactly. That's 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 the whole point. So Candyman, even though you may say that it that that it is a classic in your opinion, I'm not gonna go with a universal truth that it's a classic. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you ask people about Elmatic. If you take a survey, how many people are going to say Illmatic is a classic, Ready to Die is a classic, Reasonable Doubt, and so on and so forth? Are you really going to get the same consensus for the Carter Three? 
Maybe. That's what I'm saying. So, but I, but, uh, okay. So you said enjoyable songs based on your standards. What else? Uh, the production was on point and, uh, the impact that album had. Because that album sold like hotcakes, bro. It did. And he got a Grammy for it. And that too. Look at that. He got a Grammy for it. And uh, all the tracks you guys mentioned, and nobody said a Millie. He did. I Rev said it. Rev said it. Oh, he did. Yeah, because you know, uh, the Carter Three, uh, the quote lyric, uh, that album was tougher than Nigerian hair. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, that was it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, listen, you know what? We might have to put up a poll on uh, on Instagram and ask the listeners. You can. And and I'm not taking anything away from the success of that album and what it did for Wayne. But this goes to show you something. What did what did what did we all mention earlier about consistency? Did Wayne top the Carter three? He never did. But look, but look at all his stuff. Bro, Wayne either went gold or platinum on everything that he ever put out up until that point, bro. But but here's the sad part. Has he actually fallen off after? Yeah, I would say he fell off. His popularity is not what it once was. But the reason he fell off, he went to jail. And the controversy with the money that he was owed. That and uh, he, he, grew, he groomed his successor. He put Drake on, and, you know, Drake was his successor, if you look at it. Based on the sales and success? Yeah. He put Drake on, and Drake Drake, uh, Drake took the torch from Lil Wayne and, and carried it and still carrying it to this day. And by the way, I always knew Drake would be a star ever since he was busting them freestyles on Degrassi. I'm glad you think so. Shout shout out to my man Drizzy, man. Keep keep doing what you do. And uh tell tell Pusher to stop hating. Pusher's not hating on Drake. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Drake Drake does it to himself with those subs and all this other stuff. And it's funny you mention that because we're actually on the anniversary of that diss track that Pusha T put out on him. It's actually on this day, to be honest. Man, push was wrong for that, bro. You don't you don't bring up nobody kids. Drake picked the wrong one, bro. That's another oh. that's another thing to talk about one of these days. You gotta be careful who you who you who you're dissing and who you beef with. It may work against one. Just because you beat Meek Mill, that don't mean you could go up against push. It's a two it's it's different levels here. Yeah, Meek Mill took a real bad L. Yep. Philly took three L's this weekend. Fuck Philly. <laughs> oh no, you're doing too much. Shout out to Philly. Shout out to our Yeah, see, you Philly. about to get banned Don't listen from to Philly. Candy Man. No, 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 no. We not doing that. And we've had guests from Philly on this show. Yeah, Don't do that. You crazy? <laughs> Yo, shout out to the boy IQ. He's all right. Everybody you're else crazy, in Philly. man. No, no, no. We had we had Malik. Mr. Cool on here. We had Malik on here. You, oh yeah. You need you need to be careful. Shout, shout out to Malik, <laughs> but but everybody else in Philly, man. Yeah. You crazy. Yeah, we yeah, had a whole yeah. show dedicated to Philly. What's wrong with you? With, with, with our language, talking about Johns. It's shorties, not Johns, okay? Oh, all right, we, we don't mess with Johns up here in New York, all right? Everybody has their own terminology depending on the region. Listen, 
I'm going to say this about Philly, and I'm going to keep it moving, all right? Wow. The only, people, people in Philly, all they got to rave about is Meek Mill, the Eagles, and cheesesteaks. And no offense, Rev, but oh, – oh, and Cosby. And uh, That's not true. You're crazy. <laughs> Cosby. He didn't even say Rocky Balboa or none of that stuff. You want to say Cosby. Oh, man. And 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 to be to be quite frank, none of them are all that great. You're crazy, man. Right. You you done lost your mind. <laughs> I uh, listen, listen, man, listen. I I just keep it real. But folks, if you if you uh, this won't be the last time we read emails. Uh, Raplabpod@gmail.com or get us on the Instagram DMs. Raplabpod. And uh, we'll get to you when we can. Word up. Peace. Be safe out there. Enjoy Memorial Day. Drive safely. Yeah, but uh, don't eat too many burgers and hot dogs now. It's uh, Hoochie Daddy Summer is this summer, fellas. We we can't. We gotta watch. We gotta. We can't gain too much weight. What the hell is that, man? Hoochie yeah, Daddy Summer. Yo, I've heard some I'm, things, Rev. Yeah. But what is that, man? I, I've never heard of that. Hoochie it's a new thing. Summer. See, you see, uh, a couple years ago it was a hot girl summer. But the fellas, we taking it back now. Who, who, who is a hoochie daddy summer this summer? Who, who is we? I ain't trying to be no hoochie daddy, bro. Come on, man. Join the way. We got to get you a pair of cotton shorts, bro. No, thank you. Well, Rev, you, you, you out of the game, so you can't be a hoochie daddy. But me and QG, we can be <laughs> uh, ain't going to be no me and QG. I ain't involved in no hoochie daddy, whatever that is, man. Get that out of here. <laughs> no, thank you. Come on, man. Have some fun. I can have my fun, but I ain't gonna be no dang hoochie daddy. It's a hoochie, it's a, it's a hoochie daddy summer, sir. No, thank you, sir. Well, I'll proudly be be waving a hoochie daddy banner. All right. No, the candy man, man, the candy man is hoochie daddy numero uno. It's about to about to be lit this summer. We going, we go. I'm gonna be going to y'all cookouts, drinking your alcohol, and acting a fool. Well, on that note, we catch y'all next week. Peace. Peace.